First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. Dr. Kent Hall standing by on the line right now. Dr. Hall, good morning. Oops, I got to hit this button. Good morning, Dr. Hall. Sorry about that. Morning. How you doing? Good. Uh, let's start with uh, your numbers have been relatively low, but we did have a COVID issue yesterday. Where do you guys stand now? Yeah, so we bumped up. Uh, as of yesterday morning, we're up to 25 patients. Mm, interesting. So that, that is a bump up. And if you look across the state, I mean, Buffalo, the Buffalo area has been, uh, you know, trending upward pretty significantly for the last month or so. Uh, over the last week, uh, there's been a trend up in the Syracuse area as well. So I know we're one of three of the, of the top uh, increases in, uh, in cases, one of the three in the state. And our numbers haven't gone up that high, but it does seem like we're going to see a bump either today or tomorrow from the county numbers because of this Whitesboro situation. Uh, Whitesboro schools went on all remote today. What we're hearing, Doc, is that this came from a uh, extracurricular activities, including a dance competition, and it goes back to spring break. So somebody went to Myrtle Beach, uh, contracted the virus, came home, didn't feel well, went to dance practice, went to the competition, and now you have over 36 dancers as of last night was the number I was given. These are unofficial numbers, but um, over 36 dancers between Whitesboro, New Hartford, and uh, and Clinton that have now tested positive. And these are, we're talking younger demographics here. Yeah, these are these are young people, and, and this is, you know, this is exactly what we talked about, you know, during that time, that, you know, people need to be smart. Because if you're not, then, you know, these could become mini, hopefully only mini super spreader events, not maxi super spreader events, but... Um, you know that's that's what we were concerned about with with uh, uh, with spring break, and it sounds like that may be actually yeah. what's what's happening. So. And uh, it, uh, the interesting part of all of this is travel. Um, boy, in 1918, when the uh, when the the original pandemic uh, occurred, um, it was travel that uh, that spread that right. Military travel is is how it's believed that it started, but boy, travel is nothing like it is today. Right, and that's uh, it's it's all the more reason why it's so important to be doing those doing the the things the relatively simple things that that we know actually keep people safe. All right, uh, I want to start out with uh, Chad and Holland Patton, who's uh, who has a question. Hi, Chad, you're on with Dr. Kent Hall. Hey, Dr. Hall. Um, yesterday, you said that uh, if you're vaccinated and you come in contact with someone who tests positive, that you don't need to quarantine. Um, however. It's not like the virus hits you and and dies, so so why do, why is that you don't have to quarantine? So the the recommendations and the requirements from New York State DOH are, are just that that if you have been fully vaccinated uh, and it's greater than fourteen days since your last va- vaccination, then you do not have to quarantine if you come in uh, contact with it. So this is what we know about the vaccination effect, that it, yep. it has a positive effect not only on the uh, on the body's ability to basically uh, fight off the um, the infection or keep the virus from you know affecting you from a systemic standpoint, but there are also increases in the amount of specific um, a- a- antibodies that that are in your nasal cavity that actually uh, keep it from uh, keep it from gaining a full there. So it's not just the systemic effects; it's actually the local effects. So that's probably why they're saying that that, that that's true. 
okay. Uh, you, you, you have uh, hold on. I did here. Um, That's, uh, that is interesting. That was a CDC recommendation, right? That, uh, yes. It was a CDC recommendation that uh, New York State DOH uh, got it. Uh, Okay. And then the uh, the other thing was a lot of these schools have. Um, I, I was reading something a, a physician was was talking about. A lot of the schools have the plexiglass dividers that they've invested so much money in, which have been awesome for the plexiglass provider, uh, the plexiglass divider providers, the plexiglass divider providers <laughs> are doing really well these days. But uh, this doctor says they're the only ones benefiting from this. This will not protect your child. From spreading or or catching the virus, what are your thoughts? So you know, to the extent that they you know keep people socially distanced uh, and and do provide a barrier where you know as you as you are in the cafeteria eating and obviously you don't have your mask on, so you, there are small droplets that are coming out when you're when you're breathing and certainly when you're talking to your friend across the table. You know, um, some of those are actually going to accumulate on the plexiglass, which means that they're not in the mm, air, yeah. kind of floating around, waiting for someone to bring them in. And as long as the plexiglass is, is then cleaned appropriately, then they're, they're, they actually should result in, in some uh, benefit. The reality is some benefit, right? Um, the, the fact is, if you're in a, in a room that doesn't have great uh, ventilation and this is medium size or even small, um, uh, you're there's a chance you're going to you're going to spread the virus that way right yeah nothing is 100% yeah. you know the yeah. masks are not 100% the plexiglass dividers are not 100 you know nothing is that we, which right. is why yeah. we need to do multiple things we need to wear masks and we need to social distance yeah. uh and if i remember correctly the uh, the cdc's recommendation was that students wear masks all the time in classrooms right that's correct. Yeah. yeah, that was their uh, their recommendation. Somebody asking back, you, you talk about the pandemic of 1918. What were those long bird looking like contraptions that physicians and medical staff wore back then? Uh, they were basically ways to filter out. Uh, think of them as ways to uh, filter out uh, air because as you breathed in the air, kind of came in through and and any material, you know, had the opportunity to actually accumulate within it so it didn't actually make it all, all the way to the person. All right. Uh, Manaski. Uh, okay. This says, my daughter's in Whitesboro School District. There was a positive test in class Friday. I received my second shot yesterday. Do I need to quarantine? So uh, according to CDC and Department of Health, yes. Uh, well, first of all, you are... Uh, actually, let, let me take a step back on that. So your, your daughter has uh, been exposed, but she does not test positive is what I'm assuming, which means that right. you do not have to quarantine because you have not been in contact with somebody who, who has tested positive. Had his, daughter, had, had his daughter tested positive, he would have to quarantine. Yes, if you yep. if it's been less than fourteen days after your second uh, second vaccine, then you would still need to uh, quarantine. Okay, uh, it's been less than the fourteen days after yeah. the second. All right, uh, but again, that vaccine is your is your ticket to is your ticket to freedom. I I can't stress enough the fact that we are now looking at at I, I just know based on speaking with people that that are that are working. I was out of the county over the weekend at the at the Griffiths site. I know you guys have open open appointments. People need to get this thing done, and and it it spells 
freedom for yourself, but also protection for others. No, that's absolutely true. And we do have uh, at our uh, vaccination pods, we do have open appointments. And my understanding to your point is so does the state and so does the county. So wherever you can get this, you should be getting it as soon as possible. All right. Uh, Any any thoughts on Whitesboro? Um, Only that... (laughs) You know, only that this is something that we probably could have predicted in some way, shape, or form. Not necessarily this yeah. particular thing, but the fact that, you know, they were going to have these uh, outbreaks related to activities that, that went on uh, the end of March and uh, earlier uh, this month. And part of letting your, letting your guard down is when you're feeling ill, still going in, and, um, and whether you're at rehearsal or whatever, if you don't feel well, be, be cautious and, and don't get out there and spread it. Yeah, I can tell you, you know, I'm, I'm sure all of us have, you know, felt not well and ended up going to work or doing something because we say, oh, it's just a cold. You know, in this day and age, right now, that's not the thing to do. Uh, Doc, thanks. We'll talk again tomorrow. Thank you, everybody. Please be safe. You do the same. Dr. Kent Hall, MVHS. When it comes to clothes, having pieces that you can wear anywhere is a must. That's why American Giant makes clothing that fits your life seamlessly with quality you have to feel to believe. Whether you're stocking up for any weather or picking up a special gift, you'll find an impressive selection of staples to choose from. So whether you're on the hunt for a heavyweight hoodie, a fleece jacket, or a hardworking pair of warm sweatpants, American Giant has what you're looking for. Each American Giant piece is designed to last and created with commitment to doing things better. And all their products are made right here in America. Because keeping things local ensures the kind of quality you'll feel and appreciate for years to come. Discover the American Giant difference today. Shop where anywhere closet staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code AnyStyle24 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com, promo code AnyStyle24.